Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Come on in, everybody. Come on in, everybody. It is um, Tuesday night. We're going to do a quick preview of tomorrow's Wednesday Night Live Bible study. I want you to come on in and let me know where you are watching from. Speak to me and let me know where you are watching from as you come in. We're just on IG and TikTok tonight, uh, but let me know where you are watching from. Super, super, uber excited uh, about you being on with me tonight. Come on in. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Denver, good to see you. Y'all talk to me. Tampa, good to see you. Aurora, good to see you. Come on in. Let me know where you're watching from. <clears throat> at the gym. All right, come on, get it in at the gym. Aurora, good to see you. Y'all come on in. Let me know where you are watching from. Aurora, good to see you. Mississippi, what part of Mississippi? Phoenix, Arizona, good to see you. Atlanta, Georgia, good to see you. Omaha, Nebraska, come on in. And guys, make sure you share. Atlanta, come in. New York, do that. Or on TikTok, use a little arrow at the bottom to click share. Over here on Instagram, Carlsbad, California, good to see you. Over here, click the little triangle, and that way you are able to share. When you share, people get saved. Guys, we are just, um, I think it's nine decisions away uh, for seeing 300 recorded decisions for people to give their lives to the Lord this year. Can I get you to just put a thank you, Jesus, on the screen to celebrate people still coming to Jesus? Now, I don't care what anybody says. Um, Jesus is still the answer. Bottom line, all day, every day, and people are still coming to the Lord, <clears throat> which is super exciting. And it's awesome that we get to be a part of that. So that's awesome. All right. Come on in and uh, speak to me. Let me know where you are watching from. We're going to give you an opportunity to come on in and get connected. I see on TikTok that this is flashing. Is it flashing like that for y'all too? Well, now it's not flashing. Okay, that's weird. All right, now it's not flashing. As I started doing that, then it stopped flashing. So anyway, um, now it's doing it again. That's weird. That's weird. Anyway, um, praise God for that. Uh, listen, guys, as we start this message preview tonight, I want to say um, that we certainly want to keep those um, in prayer in so many different places. And we're going to start tonight's message preview uh, with prayer. There's so many people um, that are grieving and not just the things that we see on the news, but from everyday life. Some people are still grieving from loss of uh, unexpected and, and acute loss of people uh, as a result of coronavirus. Some are still grieving from other things. Some are grieving. Grief is our natural response to life. Can I get you to type this on the screen? Grief is uh, to loss, rather. Grief is natural. I need you to type that on the screen. Grief is natural. Grief he is natural. It is our natural reaction and response to loss. And there's so many people um, that are grieving, not just because of the big things that we see, but some people are just grieving from everyday life. How many of y'all know that everyday life, um, sometimes we experience loss? <clears throat> and what's interesting about grief is that there's something called, and I've talked about it before, and for anybody who are, is, are, is dealing with grief, 
right now. I want to encourage you. I did a series a while back called Grief Recovery. And I really want to encourage you to grab that series. Get it for yourself if you are in the midst of grief, if you've experienced any type of loss. And here's what I want to say to you. If you've experienced any type of loss, whether you, whether you think you are grieving or not, can I tell you this? You definitely want to get the Grief Recovery series. It's on our app. It's on our YouTube all of that. Grief is natural. And because it's natural, you don't have to necessarily tell yourself, I am grieving. It is the thing that your mind automatically goes to whenever there's been any type of loss experience, um, any type of um, setback that's been experienced. Grief is the normal thing. And that's important because I think that there's many people that are grieving and don't know that they're grieving. And so it shows up in your behavior. Let's talk. It shows up in how you treat people. It shows up in how you talk. It shows up in inconsistencies. <clears throat> it shows up in excuses. It shows up in a variety of different ways. And so many people are grieving and don't even know that they are grieving. Um, and, and consequently, when you make decisions, when you're in the midst of grief, the decisions that you make will always be the wrong decisions. And what's interesting about grief <clears throat> is that grief, uh, that paradox of grief, you can be grieving over something that is literally a good thing, um, but you're grieving over it. So, for example, uh, and one of the messages in that series, it was called Good Grief, uh, because you can literally be grieving, for example, over something that should be a good thing. So, for example, if you start school, right, you can begin to go into grief and you say, well, why in the world would I be grieving? Because you've lost your familiar setting. What's going on? You've lost your familiarity. Um, you can get married. Guess what? You can go into grief. Um, but why? You've lost a sense of independence. Are y'all listening? You can have a child and then you can go into grief. Why? Because you've lost a sense of independence. Um, you can begin to age and mature and you can begin to grieve. Why? Because of a loss of your youthfulness, a loss of your physical strength, a loss of what maybe was a youthful appearance. Y'all not talking. <clears throat> you can begin to grieve when you get a breakthrough. Why? You've lost your struggle. You've held on to your struggle for so many years. When you get a breakthrough, you can begin to go into grief. Uh, you can begin to grieve when people walk out on you. Why? Even though you knew it was good for them to exit your life, it's a loss of trust and confidence. Uh, you can begin to grieve when you get serious with God. Why? Because you lose, watch me, watch me, you lose what you are used to. So grief is really an interesting thing um, because grief, is a, it can be paradoxical. Um, you can literally begin to grieve over things that we naturally think, right? You naturally think somebody would grieve if they lose a loved one, <clears throat> if they get a, a chronic a diagnosis with some type of chronic illness or terminal disease or an, a disability, those types of things, um, divorce, natural disaster, job loss, those things. You naturally think of grief that way, but most people don't think of grief because grief will manifest even when something good happens. Can I prove it to some of you all? This is why when something good happens, your mind immediately goes to something negative, like, oh, this could go wrong. Wave at me if sometimes when good things happen, you, be you begin to think about what could go wrong. Wave at me. Wait a minute. When good things happen, you begin to think of what could go wrong. When you get a piece of good news, you're like, uh-huh, yeah, but what's the catch? You always have this comma uh, where there should be a period. Um, and so I want to encourage you to get that grief recovery series. 
Do it for yourself because I know many people say, I'm not grieving, I'm good. Please hear me because grief is natural. You automatically go into grief whenever your mind perceives and processes something is lost. You literally don't have to tell yourself, let's grieve. Your mind automatically sends you there. And so you want to be careful with that. Um, and there's five stages of grief. Let's just go here real quick. This is literally not what I'm going to preach <clears throat> tomorrow, but um, but I'm going to make this thing fit, actually, because tomorrow's message is called The Burden of Better. Um, and I'm going to teach you about a person who literally wanted better, got better, but he had to deal with the burden of better. And sometimes that burden of better, you ready? Let me connect these dots. The burden of better is that you have to go through the process of grief. Even though something good happened, you are grieving what you were used to. Um, the first stage of grief, let's just go here, you ready, is denial. Denial. Can I get a few of you to type that on each platform? Denial. And guys, we're just on Instagram and TikTok. We need to make sure that you share it tonight. Um, we we're, we're want to pray for those that are grieving. And no doubt you've seen the news and you've been made aware of once again, another, <clears throat> another school shooting in America. Um, it is, you know, it is just absolutely unacceptable and ridiculous, but I want to focus our attention tonight, not on what needs to change, but I want to focus our attention on the people that are literally, they were sent into grief. I was just watching the news before I uh, went live and I saw that the that the the, the young man, the 18 year old, that he literally listen to me. He shot his grandmother before he went to school. You, you listen, you can't tell me for people who want to say, listen, I don't, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in all that. Listen. Well, listen, you, you certainly see evil. You, you listen, and you cannot tell me that we don't need God like a fish needs water. Can I get a witness on one of these comments? Thank you so much. Nina's got the grief recovery playlist right there. You can copy and paste that. It's right there. Thank you. Awesome job. Let me, matter of fact, let me, um, let me pin that comment. He shot his, yeah, come on now. Your grandmother. Listen, yo, y'all better hear me. We need the Lord. Like Hagen needs dolls. Like Ben needs Jerry's like a fish needs water. Then he went to school, uh, um, to the school and then did what he did. Just, just, I, I was speechless when I just saw that. I literally, I just said, I, I, I don't even know what to say. And so I want to focus our time tonight. We're going to cover in prayer those that are grieving, not just those that we see on the news that are grieving, but even you individually for some of the things um, that you may um, be grieving. All right, so, so whenever you want better, better comes with burdens. And I just talked to you about what's called the paradox of grief, which means that you can literally have things that you go through that are good, that are better for you, but your mind processes it as loss and grief. And so in that, the five stages of grief, and everybody please hear me again, whether you know it or not, you go into grief. It's automatic. Whenever your mind processes or perceives something as loss, it automatically goes into grief. You don't have to turn it on. You don't have to say it. And this is important because if you're not careful, you got to hear me. If you're not careful, you can grieve, pay attention, 
And you can literally make decisions that will drag your life to the gutter. And I came tonight on this message preview for some of you that maybe have been grieving some things and you did not know it. In fact, things are getting better for you and you're confused as to why are things better, but you don't seem to feel better. I'm not talking to anybody on here tonight where you look in certain areas of your life and you can say, it is better, but sometimes this thing will come on you. This thing will sit on you. This thing will bother you uh, where you sometimes don't feel better even though things are better. Is that anybody waving me tonight, right? You can be in the grieving process. All right, because you can begin to grieve over something good that's happening, but it is this process of life. It's this process of life. And again, let me give you some examples of this. Um, when people walk out of your life, even though you knew they needed to leave your life, you knew they were no good for you. What, what, what are you grieving? A loss of trust and a loss of confidence. When you get a breakthrough, you can begin to grieve. Why? Because you've lost your struggle and you're used to your struggle. And when you get serious about God, you can begin to grieve. Why? Because you have lost what you needed to lose, but it was what you were used to. And sometimes when we are used to something and what we are used to changes, we can go into grief. Um, sometimes when you begin to age and you begin to escalate in your uh, 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 numerical value, you ready? You can begin to grieve because you are coming to grips with the fact that you may not be on this planet forever. Um, and there's a, maybe a loss of physical strength, a loss of a physical appearance. Um, things don't work the way that they used to. Stuff starts hanging in places that it did not hang, all right? When you have a child, you can go into grief. Why? Because you've lost independence. Now, at least for the next 18 or so years, your life is on lockdown with that child. When you get married, you can begin to grieve. Why? You've lost your sense of independence in your decision making. Now, you used to just go do whatever you wanted to do. Now, you're like, well, let me go talk to them. But what? Right? You can go into grief. Um, when you start school, you can begin to grieve because you're losing familiar surroundings. When you change cities and move into a new city, you can begin to grieve. Anything your mind processes as a loss of anything, you automatically go into the grieving process. And this is important because again, while you're grieving, if you're not careful, you will not make good decisions. And I want you to make this declaration in the comments tonight. Uh, grief won't block me. Come on, put that on the screen. Grief will not block me. Grief will not block me. So there are five stages of grief. The first stage of grief is called denial. Denial. This is when you deny that what has happened is happening. I'll say it again. This is when you deny that what has already happened is happening. This is important. Why? Because what grief will begin to try to do to you is grief will say, this is not real. This is not real. It sometimes can even feel like this is a dream. Um, and what begins to happen when you're in denial? I'm going to help some of y'all because some of y'all didn't. You're about to find out that you've been grieving some things that you got to let go of tonight. You will begin to withdraw from your normal routine and you will begin to withdraw from social activities. You will begin to withdraw. And not only will you begin to withdraw, you ready? Because you're in a state of denial, you will begin to become deceitful about certain things and deceptive about certain things. 
For some of you, literally, you know you're grieving because you're the, watch me, you're normally an outgoing person. You've been pulling back. You've been pulling back. You normally are a talkative person. You've been pulling back. You normally engage people. You've been pulling back. Um, you're withdrawing from your normal routine. For some of you, you ready? You withdraw um, from things that you know you are supposed to do. You'll withdraw from faithful attendance on campus or online. You may withdraw uh, from serving. You may withdraw from different things. And you'll call, watch me, because you're in denial, you'll say it's something else. You will say, oh, I got a lot going on at work. Baby, you got less going on now than you ever had going on before. Literally, for most people, work now is putting on a work shirt because you don't need to put on work pants because you're on Zoom all day. All right. I know that's not everybody. All right. Here's the deal. You, you will begin to come up with excuses for why you are withdrawing and not doing what you normally do. Because when you're in denial, you ready? You will be, even begin to deny the reality of what's going on. Okay. Someone said withdrawal or finding your peace. Well, so this we're talking about the stages of grief. So with grief, withdrawal is very different than than um, withdrawal is very different than taking a moment to regroup. That's those are two different things. Great question. This is withdrawing. All right. Number two, you ready? Anger. Here's the second stage of grief. Some of y'all are ticked off. You're mad. You are you're extra petty. Like you ain't just petty. Like you extra petty. You're frustrated. You're angry. Shout out to those of you uh, sewing through badges already over on IG. Um, and you will begin to lash out. You'll begin to lash out. Why? Because you're angry. You're mad. And the moment you think somebody is messing with you, trying to get over on you, trying to take advantage of you, trying to do something, you will, your anger will rise up and you will snap, crackle, and pop. You're mad. You're mad. And who feels it? Who's closest to you? You will, you will go like this on somebody close to you. You will go like this on somebody close to you. Why? Because when you're grieving, the people that are often closest to you are the people that have to deal with you. And because they have to deal with you, you will snap. Is there anybody on this message preview tonight that can tell the truth that if you are honest, there's been some moments of anger where you're like, where did this come from? Where did this come from? Why? How did I go there? How did I get there? What happened? And grief is the source of unnecessary failure because it can make you act without a regard to your consequence. Watch me. You will do things out of anger. You ever done something out of anger? Like, you know, listen, come on. All right, let's go here. You ever, um, maybe it was a relationship issue or you did something out of anger you never do, like stuff that we see in movies, right? Stuff that we see in movies. Y'all see me winking. Stuff we see in movies, right? You slitting tires, you bleaching clothes. I know not you, stuff we see in movies. You, you, you are... You calling numbers on the phone that you saw in the phone. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me tonight. You 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 are doing things. You you are you you're going. You are slamming doors. You are you are you are throwing cereal on the table. You are you know you 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 mad. You slamming car doors. You hollering. You screaming. Where are the honest people at on here tonight? Right. 
Uh, it's the source of unnecessary failure. That's what grief is because it makes us act without regard to the consequence. And when you're grieving, you'll just say, nah, I needed to do that because grief told you you needed to do that. You got to listen to what I'm saying. Nah, you know what? You know what? I always am nice to her. I needed to go out. I'm always nice to him. I needed to go out. Grief told you you needed to do that. Grief did that. And many are grieving and don't know it. And their grief is making them act out without regard to consequence. So what happens is you hurt yourself. It becomes a cycle. You hurt others. You've heard the saying, hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people. A grieving person, listen carefully, ends up doing things that create for others. Listen, the same feelings they are experiencing. I'm going to say that again. This message preview is good. A grieving person ends up doing things that create for others the same feelings they are experiencing. Grief does that. And grief, listen carefully, it's like a sniper. What do you mean? It hides itself, then pop. It'll sabotage you with one bullet. You'll send one email you never should have sent. You'll send one text you never should have sent. You'll, you'll make one phone call you never should have made. You'll say one statement you never should have said. Because listen, while you maybe didn't intend to say it, once something is said, it can't be retracted. It can't be retracted. It can't be retracted. Praise God. I'm glad it's blessing you. Guys, if this is blessing you, make sure that you're sharing it tonight. Let's get these views up. When you share, people get saved on both platforms, TikTok and IG. All right? It's a sniper. And you have to be careful because it will sabotage you. You'll, you'll, you'll literally quit and all you needed to do was hold on. You, you, you'll literally make a bad decision because it's, it's this thing is a sniper, right? And what's interesting, you can be grieving about multiple things at the same time and be in different stages of grief. This is why you got to get that series grief recovery. It's pinned over here on the Bishop Foreman IG on my TikTok. It's not, but guess what you can do? You can text the word harvest to the phone number 877-552-4746, 877-552-4746. And, um, and when you do that, <clears throat> um, when you do that, you can get our app and then you'll be able to get that series grief recovery. Everybody, please do yourself a favor and get that series, right? Here's number three. Here's the third stage. Bargaining. This is the bargaining stage. We're almost done. Y'all being blessed by this message preview? I know I'm talking a little slower than I normally do, but I want to make sure you get it, all right? Bargaining. The bargaining stage is when you go through the shoulda, woulda, coulda stage. It is the stage where you begin to try to relitigate what's already been decided. Mm -mm. It is when you literally try to relitigate and relive what has already been decided. This is when I should have did this. I, I, I would have did this. I could have did this. This is where you begin to even to try to negotiate with God. God, give me one more chance, right? God, um, I'll be a better person if this. God, I'll do this. You can even begin to bargain with people. Um, I'll begin to, you can begin to bargain with people. Well, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do this. Well, would you do this? Well, if I change this, will you like this? Will I do this? Will you do this? You begin to bargain because now you're trying to relitigate what has already been decided. Litigate. Somebody says, this is my last two weeks. Wow. You can begin to relitigate what's already been decided. What is litigate? It's a, it's a legal term. It's a court term. You can begin to go through the legal process again that's already been decided. 
And some of you, you're bargaining. Somebody says, uh, uh, oh, I thought bargaining now. Bargaining. You literally, in court, they call it a plea bargain. You literally are trying to make a bargain. You're trying to make a deal. The problem is you're trying to make a deal about something that's already been paid for. You're trying to make a deal about something that's already been decided. And so the 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 crazy thing about grief is that you will literally sit up and, and try to change things that you cannot change because it's already done. It's already been decided. Y'all hear what I'm saying? All right. Um, the fourth stage, the fourth stage of grief is depression. Um, I believe with all of my being that we have many individuals that some of what they are being told are their issues are is simply grief that has not been uncovered. I'm going to say that again. <clears throat> I firmly believe that much of what people are being told as it relates to various issues, and I'm using very vanilla language on purpose, um, various issues, it is literally grief that has not been dealt with. It is grief that has not been addressed. Why? Because especially if you're the strong person, how many of you, you like, you're the strong person. You're the strong person in your friends. You're the strong person in your bloodline. You're the strong person in your family. Like you're that one. Like you're the gladiator. You're the warrior. That's who you are. Um, you're that one. Especially you got to hear me the most tonight. Why? Because for you, you get so used to grieving and going that sometimes you don't even recognize in your go that there's still some grief. Let me back that thing up. Sometimes you get so used to grieving and grow and going that you don't even recognize that there's some grief in your go. And you don't even know it. You're just used to keeping it moving. You're just used to doing it. You're used to handling it. You're used to it. Listen, I understand. I'm that guy. I am the I'm a, I'm I'm listen, I'm that warrior. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's make it happen. And you get so used to just going and going and going and going that you never actually recognize that there's some grief in your go. And why is this important to understand? Because there's grief in your go, it's gonna affect how you go. I'll back it up and say it again. If there's grief in your go, then it's gonna affect how you go. Because what will happen is you'll carry that grief with you in your go, but that grief is, 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 is like having, you know, it's like having a bottle of bleach. It's going to stain everything. It's going to stain everything in your go. And you will say things like this. I'm just, ain't nobody going to block me. Ain't nobody going to stop me. And that's true. And that's good. But could it just be that you got a bottle of bleach and you just, you just mess up stuff? Yeah, I ain't going to get a lot of comments right there. Could it just be? That, that you're grieving and you're taking it out on people who are not responsible for your grief. You are just bleaching up everything. I mean, you're just bleaching up everything. Just got a tie-dye, a whole tie-dye wardrobe, right? Because what you're doing is everybody catches it. So all your new friends get it. Your new pastor gets it. Your new church gets it. Your, your, your new job gets it. Your new boss gets it. Your new dating uh, uh, scenario gets it. Everybody new gets it. And you will say, nah, y'all just got to understand. Is it that? Did you mature? Or did you ready? Did you mature or did you put on a mask? This man is teaching tonight. I'm trying to figure out why y'all not sharing. 
Did you mature or did you simply put on a mask? Because masks feel like maturity. They just aren't maturity. My God, mask feels like maturity, but they are not maturity. Did you mature or did you mask it? Got it? Especially for those that are the strong ones. Because when you're the strong one, you have mastered the art of making sure nobody knows that you're not, that you, that you feel weak. You've mastered it. You've mastered it. You have mastered it. Come on. Listen, I, listen, I know. I know how to, you would never know a fraction of the various things um, that, you know, are overcome on a daily basis and dealt with on a daily basis because you master it. You learn how to keep it going, but you got to make sure that it's not a mask, that it's maturity. Speak this over yourself. I matured. Come on, pick that on the screen. I've matured. You're not a masker. You've matured. You've matured, you've matured, you've matured, right? That's important. At that depression stage, somebody says, Bishop, you're stepping on all 10 of my toes. Come on, Holy Ghost, do your thing. We all need this tonight. And we're going to pray for those that are grieving. But um, many times when we say we want better, better comes with burdens. That's tomorrow night's message. You really don't want to miss it. I'm not going to talk about anything I'm not even going to, I don't even know that I'll cover anything that I'm saying tonight in tomorrow night's message. So you got to get this on the preview. This is, this is Tuesday night Bible study is what this is tonight. Okay. All right. Bishop, you didn't give us a Bible verse, <clears throat> but these are biblical principles, but I'll give you a verse. Isaiah 53, 4. Surely he was born our griefs and carried away our sorrows. Um, born means taken, lifted, carried away our griefs. That's plural, which means he can handle all of them and carried away our sorrow. Sorrows means mental pain. God says, I, I've, I've taken your mental pain. That's deep. All right. Tomorrow night, seven o'clock mountain, nine o'clock Eastern. That's tomorrow night's Wednesday Night Live Bible study. It's called the burden of better, the burden of better. And sometimes when you get better, you go through a grieving process. Because it's the paradox of grief. That's what I call it. It's a phenomenon of grief. Is that when something better happens, your mind can literally process it as something lesser. It process it as grief. All right? That fourth stage is when you feel like giving up. It's when you don't care. You can tell that some people are in this stage and don't know it. <clears throat> because um, they don't care about how they look when they come outside. They don't care about how they dress. Um, they don't care about you know, w washing their body, yaddy, yaddy. It's quiet here. They don't care about how they present themselves. Um, they don't care about how their house looks. Come on, y'all. Somebody say, I'm just messy. Messy or grieving? I'm gonna let that sit right there. You know, they don't care about how their car looks. Messy or grieving? Messy or grieving, which is it? Because could it be grief that, that has simply never been confronted and dealt with? Could it be grief that's never been confronted and dealt with? And the, watch me and, and pay attention. Your home and your cars are a reflection of your mind. So if you got a bunch of stuff, please listen to me. And I say this with love because somebody's about to get set free right now. Somebody literally is about to get set free right now. If you got piles and stacks of stuff and clothes in your house, that is your mind telling you that you have stacks and piles of things that you have not dealt with. 
it, you're literally, your home and your automobile are manifestations of what's happening in your mind. Bishop, how do you know that? The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, heart is mind in scripture, so is he. Which means, watch me, whatever you do is a reflection of how you think. So is it, is it, is it, are you grieving? Are you grieving? Is that the reason rather than, you know, go wash your clothes, you just go buy new ones? Okay, that tells us how you deal with people. Rather than fix the issues in your relationships, you just go get new ones. This man is teaching. Why y'all not saying nothing in these comments tonight? That tells us how you deal with people. That tells us how you deal with things. That tells us how you deal with things. Rather than do the work to repair it's, and renovate, it's easier just to do new construction. Okay? I think for some people, it's quiet in here. Woo! I think for many people, um, this fourth stage is interesting because it's the feeling of giving up. And for some of you, I need you to hear me. You cannot give up. You cannot give up. You cannot. I just need you to put that on the screen. I cannot. Some of you need to put this on the screen. I will not. You cannot give up. You will not give up. All right, guys, make sure you share. When you share, people get saved. I'm almost done. It's 935. I'm almost done. All right? It's the feeling of giving up. <clears throat> it's when you don't care anymore. You just don't care. And here's the deal. Some of you and, 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 and us... Your, your personality is such a responsibility-oriented personality that you don't, you like to see things through. But watch me. But in you seeing things through, consequently, when you're in this stage of grieving about something, you may see it through, but listen, but you didn't see it through well. You didn't, you didn't give it your all because internally, you really didn't care. And it's not that you don't care about it. It's that depression has not got you caring about anything the right way. Um, and it's a part of your grieving process. It's got you saying, eh, I don't care, child, whatever. Just put it over there. I'm, I'm, I don't care about all that. I don't care about all that. I don't care about all that. It don't matter. It don't matter. Am I helping anybody tonight? Because we're about to pray. And guys, I really need y'all to share this one tonight. We're in there. This is good. I really need you to share this one once we hop off. Right? Whatever. It's okay. I'll just apologize later. I'll just fix it later. I'll just deal with that later. I'll deal with that tomorrow. Can Listen, are you tired or are you grieving? Because the truth is, is after you rushed to get out of there, you went and laid around for two hours playing on TikTok and playing on Instagram. So were you tired or are you just grieving? And social media gives you an escape. Watching reality TV gives you a scare. I'm not beating you down, guys. Please don't hear this, that, because we're about to pray. Because whatever stage you may be in, we're about to pray that you get to this final stage, stage five. I like it that grief has five stages of um, the grieving process because five is the biblical number of grace. It's the biblical number of favor. And for those of you that maybe have been in any type of grief, in any type of grief, and, and, and here's the thing. Remember, one area of your life, think you can be amazing. And another area, you can be grieving. 
So don't think just because your family is good, your faith is good, your finances are good, doesn't mean you may not be grieving something rel relative to your future. You Watch me. I need you to just put five on it. Come on, y'all. Put that on the screen. I need you to put five on it right there. Put a five on that thing. Put a five on that thing right there. A five. Here it is. Um, acceptance. That's the final stage of grief. This is when you accept that the event has happened. That the event has happened. That the event <laughs> for hours. That the event hours and hours and hours. That the event has happened. You ready? And you make a conscious decision to move forward. That's the fifth stage. You make a conscious decision. I accept. It doesn't pay attention. It doesn't mean I like it. I just accept it. Look at me. There are some people that maybe you really liked them in your life. You were like, I really enjoy this person in my life. But you, so that doesn't mean you like it. It just means you accept it. Accept it. There may be some people you thought that were going to build your business with you. And they are not. It doesn't mean that you have to like it. It just means that you accept it. It just means you accept it. Sometimes people never fully grieve because they don't like, uh, they never accept it because they don't like it. Accepting it doesn't mean I have to like it. Accepting it doesn't mean that I have to like it. And for some of us, the reason we won't accept it, you ready? Listen carefully. There's sometimes the reason we won't accept it is because acceptance makes us feel powerless. Can we have an honest dialogue for just a second? Accepting certain things makes you feel powerless. It makes you feel weak. Can, can you wave at me, please, if I'm telling the truth? If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. If you think that, tell me I'm wrong. All right? Okay? Um, there's certain things like, I don't want to accept that. Because if I accept that, I have to accept the fact that maybe I made a poor decision. If I accept that, I have to accept the fact that maybe I didn't handle that the right way. If I accept that, I have to accept the fact that I can't control that. But watch me. You do not have to like it. You do have to accept it. Tomorrow night, tomorrow night, tomorrow night's message, I'm going to introduce you to a man that literally had to deal with the burden of better. And I'm going to walk you through his process because better is what God desires for you. How many of you want to see better things happen in your life? Talk to me in the comments. You want to see better things? You want to experience better things? You want to see God do better in every area of your life? If that's you, put a praise on the screen right there. But to get better, there is a burden. There is a burden that sometimes we have to deal with to get better. And I need you to hear me. I'm going to walk you through that process tomorrow so that you are not stuck in a place of grief when you need to be giving God glory. So that you are not stuck in a place of negativity when you need not be negative. So that you are not stuck in a place of frustration when you need to be having celebration. Am I talking to anybody? All right. That's tomorrow night's message. So you are invited on campus and online can I tell you, I've heard so many amazing stories today. Um, it's awesome to see how God is using Harvest to reach people um, online. I talk to our dream team about it uh, all the time, but it's just so awesome. So today, listen, I was, I was ahead. I was needed to get back to, to my home so I could get to a meeting. I was having lunch. I was wa walking from that lunch. I was delayed while at lunch. 
And uh, it was just an unnecessary delay. I wasn't frustrated. I wasn't mad. I wasn't angry. I was delayed. I want everybody to pay close attention to this. I was delayed. But I need you to just speak this over your life. Every delay is to my benefit. The next time you're in traffic, chill out and say every delay is to my benefit. The next time uh, uh, something is going on, I need you to say everything is uh, every delay is to my benefit. Mr. My seed payments keep expiring. Can you pick them up? I'm sorry. I'm not certain what you're talking about. Shoot me a message. Shoot me a message because I'm not certain what you're talking about. Uh, and we'll we'll take care of that. We want to make sure we know what I'm not certain what that's referring to, but we'll take care of it. Shoot me a message or you can also um, click the email on my profile and get to my office. All right. We'll make sure we take care of it. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. I'm just not 100% sure. All right. So every delay is to my benefit. So this is like my confession. Like literally, I want to have a, I want to, oh, 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 oh. All right. Bookstore, bookstore, my bookstore team. I want a shirt. Every delay is to my benefit. I don't know why we haven't done that yet. And I got to get that trademark. Every delay is to my benefit. I want a shirt, ambassadors. I want a shirt. Every delay is to my benefit. So listen, so I was delayed. As I was delayed coming from the lunch, um, I was walking back to my home. And as I was walking back to my home, I was walking. I was walking pretty quickly. And uh, and then I see a gentleman sitting there. And he may be on now, right now. I see a gentleman sitting there. And as he's sitting there, you know, I'm... He's he looking at me, so I'm, I look back at him. And, you know, he's looking at me, he's following me, following me, following me. And I look back at him, and uh, and then he says, excuse me. You know, and, and, and you know, you all, um, you know, you, you, you have to, you be, I get some weird communication sometimes, so I have to always be on the lookout. And he says, excuse me, are you Bishop Foreman? I said, I had sunglasses on. I said, I am. He said, Bishop. He said, I follow you on YouTube. I watch you on YouTube all the time. Wow. He said, he said, um, a, so, a, a harvester, a dream teamer, introduced him. From what I understood, it, it appears they don't even work together anymore, but he introduced him. He shared. Can I get you to share? This is why I have you to share so much. Um, and when he did that, somebody says, I'd sent the, the design. Okay, all right, we're going to send, send Okay, make sure to shoot that back. Run that Run that again. Uh, if you sent a design in for that, run that again. Um, and so anyway, uh, he's there. And as he's there... Um, I said, wow, this is divine. I said, because I was delayed. I should have been walking back to my house 15 minutes ago. I said, I was delayed uh, and getting here. I said, this was divine. He said, Bishop, I came to this store. He said, and I had no reason to come to this store. He said, something told me just come to this store. He said, I literally, everybody hear me. I had no reason to come to this store. But I came to this store. And so I said, well, look what God did. I said, well, this is no accident. I said, well, how can I pray for you? Uh, and prayed for him. And it was amazing. Never had an opportunity to meet him in person. He's never been into the building before. But because you shared, there are stories like that all the time. All the stories like that happen all the time. I'm just going to do a better job of telling them to you. So you got to make sure that you share, guys. You don't. You never know whose life you're impacting. Today, I heard a testimony from a harvester. Let me see. Is it in here? Listen to this. Listen to this. This is Sloan Bishop and Harvest family. Today, my son was brushed with a brand new outfit from a digital harvester. They saw my harvest sweatshirt and the interaction in the store with my son. They informed me that my son to be a good young man. And because of my sweatshirt, he said, I knew um, he knew I must be connected with Bishop. He said, yes, Bishop Foreman. He said, that's my bishop. So he wanted to bless my son with the outfit. It reminded him of his interactions with his mother. However, 
That's not the best part. The best part is experiencing yet again that business words do not fall to the ground. This young man lives in Denver and does not miss an online experience. He stated that Bishop Foreman was his bishop at Bishop Words preparing for his day, his week, and what he's going to do. Praise God and shout out to production. Come on, y'all, for making it happen. Listen, y'all better wear them Harvest t-shirts out there. Listen, favors on the house. You better wear, listen, I'd be wearing Harvest everything everywhere. It is on the house, all right? Uh, so this is why I ask you to share so many stories like this all the time, but this is why I ask you to share. All right. If this preview blessed you tonight, I want to encourage you to sow into it. Um, and you know what? What were you going to sow? We're going to sow in, in um, we're going to sow in connection to that scripture, Isaiah 53 and four, something with those numbers, five, three, four, and call this my grief recovery seed. Call that your grief recovery seed. All right. And how can you sow? You can use um, the uh, cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Homer with the number two at the end. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that's available. You can use the email, hello, and harvestchurch.church for that. Uh, last thing that I want to do tonight, if you are on, and again, Isaiah 53 and 4, so something with those numbers in it, and you're going to call this, so you can do $53.40, $35.40, $534, something with those numbers. Connect your seed to that principle. Everybody hear me? Especially... If this tonight hit you like, whoa, I got some grief. I'm grieving and didn't know it. I really want to push you to sow uh, and call it your grief recovery seed, your grief recovery seed. Last thing I want to do, if you're on here tonight, and you're not a Christian. This is your opportunity to come to the Lord. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him. This is your opportunity to come back to the Lord. And third and finally, I'd be like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure tonight. I don't want to get off of this live without giving you that opportunity. How do you do that? And I count to three, do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. One, two, three, respond right now. Don't wait, don't hesitate, don't delay. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at, I need you to respond and respond right now. Respond right now. Do that hand wave emoji or say, it's me right there. Five, I'm waiting on you. You got to respond before I get to zero. We're praying when we get to zero. We're going to pray for those grieving. Four, I got you. I got you over here. I got you. I got you covered. Three, I need you to respond before I get to zero. I got you over here. I see you. Two, I got you. I got you. Come on. There's two so far that I see. There may be more. There may be more. One, I need you to respond before I get to zero. I need you to respond before I get to zero. I need you to respond before I get to zero. God is pleading with you. Come back to him. For somebody to come back to the Lord. Zero. Everybody pray this with me. Even if you're watching the replay, I still want you to respond. And I, even if you're listening to the podcast, I still want you to respond. Your life matters to God. It matters to us at Harvest. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian. And if I fall, give me the grace to get right back up. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, if you just prayed that prayer, I need you to do one thing. Text this word decision. Why do you need to send that word decision? You're going to text the word decision to 877-552-4746. Why? Because we're going to shoot you a text called what next. It's literally going to walk you through, okay, I prayed this prayer. Now what do I do? I literally want to walk you through. Allow me to disciple you, to make help you be a disciplined student. Allow me to do that, all right? Um, they're going to type it on here. You're going to text it. 
with your cell phone. You're going to create a new text message to the phone number 877-552-4746. It's right there in the comments. Several people have done that. And uh, you will also, um, when you shoot that text, you'll be able to get that through. All right. I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing night. Listen, please do yourself a favor and get that grief recovery series. Number one, excuse me. Number two, also this, you really should go back and listen to this again. It's my pleasure to pour. You really should go back and listen to this again. And then number two, number uh, or no, number three, uh, you can sow. What are you going to sow? You call it your grief recovery seed. Something with those numbers. Five, three, four. Isaiah 53 and four. And finally, I need you guys to share. When you share, people get saved. And this is your invitation to Wednesday Night Live Bible Study tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. Have an amazing night, everybody. I got to go to the gym. I got to work out. I did eight miles today. Eight? No, a little over eight. Almost nine miles today. But I still got to get it in the gym. All right. Love you guys. Shalom. Have a good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.